podcast. Here we go. Welcome. Welcome. Glad you are here. Uh, doing the show once again in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio Baldwin Ace Hardware. A beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. Uh, plans for travel in the summer. Um, Southwest Colorado. Mesa Verde National Park. The Pueblo Indians set up shop and built an entire city in like a chiseled city, a city into the side of a mountain. They lived there like for a long, long time. And then finally they like bugged out and left. Like, oh, fuck it. It's too cold here. And I, and I don't know the reason why they left, but it was like uh, a, a fantastic uh, uh, a, a shelter for them. This, this stone city. And then they left it. Uh, Kenny says, I know that name. Better Call Saul. Yes, that's uh, the name of the company, Mesa Verde. That uh, uh, Kim Wexler. We're going to Mesa Verde. It's going to be freaking awesome. Mesa Verde National Park. That's a new one. Never been there. And that is just to the north of the Navajo Nation, which is massive. The Nava the Navajo Nation is made is like uh, pieces of four states, an unbelievable amount of territory that these people have their own nation. I know that because I saw that show on uh, AMC. What the fuck was it called? Dark Skies? Oh, my God. It was fantastic. Um, so it's kind of like desolate there, but I'm looking forward to it. Putting Finalizing the plans right now. Uh, my brain's kind of going in like 10 different directions today uh, because there's a lot in the works that's happening. There's plans next week for your old pal Eric Zane to be on the huge show all during the week. Occasionally, I'll get this phone call. Hey, uh, Brett's going to be gone. Superfly Hayes is going to be gone. Can you be in the studio with me? I'm like, well, yeah, sure. I can, I can do that. And I'm, But I'm always like, why? I mean, Brett isn't like someone that you talk to uh, during the show. I think, honestly... All he needs me to do is go let his guests in or get his guests on the phone for him. I'm like, why can't you just take a, a commercial break, go down the steps, uh, meet the person in the lobby and escort him up? What the fuck? Why is that so hard? No idea. He pays me. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Um, not doing it for free, but yeah, I'll definitely do it. Um, so next week, that's how it's going to be. Tyler says he just wants to hang out with you. You mean because like I'm so cool? Honestly, though, we have so much fun together uh, doing that show because it's just fucking ball busting. It is. Uh, it. It. I, I tell you, um, we. I don't know if I if we'd survive doing a show together regularly. We might implode. 
but for a short period of time, we have success. I think we burn hot and fast, and then that's it. So one week is like is you know that's it. Anything more than that, that that's trouble. Uh, Aram with a funny line. Any big interviews like the local high school lacrosse coach? Shit. I wonder if I can get his ass up. There's no way I can get him on this early. Uh, let's try it. Let it. Let us try it. Statewide web address. Hey, Eric. Quack, quack. Uh, Tyler writes, he secretly hopes that your amazing radio skills will rub off on him when interviewing, when interviewing his Eastern Michigan women's basketball insider. Amanda says, you should make the return of guy stuff. And I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, what I learned about guy stuff is when we first discovered guy stuff, it was so much fun. And then every time we did it after that, it wasn't as much fun. I think we kind of caught lightning in a bottle and I actually want to play guy stuff for you right now. I recently featured uh, it on the Lost to Zane recordings. Thank you to Chris for pointing it out to me. And by the way, if you're ever listening to the Lost to Zane recordings on Patreon and you and you hear something that you think it would be fun, because I don't listen to those shows, you know? Um, and if you hear something funny that I should, that um, I the my attention is needed to know that it's there, please, please let me know. But I listened back to guy stuff and uh, I enjoyed listening to it and I want to play it for you. Uh, audio check. Let's see here. Okay. This is guy stuff. Oh, uh, now I, fe- I featured it recently. Uh, on, like I said, on Lost Zane recordings. And then I featured it in a uh, Lost Zane recordings free view. So this is me in current time setting up the bit. So I got to bounce ahead from that. All right. And a classic Julius does the sport. We said, all right, fine. So the story goes, you know what? I'm going to leave this in here because it sets up the story. All right. And a classic bit of micromanaging uh, on WBBL. The bosses said, we want some heavy metal music when Julius does the sports. And we're like, well, that's going to sound like shit. Like, no, no, no. We want this to reflect the attitude of the station. We said, all right. By the way, what a dumb concept. Fine. So from that, the bit guy stuff was born. And this is how it happened. Here it is on the Lost Zane Recordings full show. Last night after losing to the Carolina Hurricanes 4-1, to one, Pistons lost their fifth in a row. They fell to the Miami Heat 97-96. Uh, the drive beat the Red Claws 107-95. Tigers beat the Yankees 6-3. They play the Phillies tonight, or this afternoon, rather. Keep saying tonight. Griffins return to action uh, tonight against the Admirals at 7. And yeah. the Pontiac Silverdome will be torn down. Demolition. 
Uh, in case you're wondering what's going on, um, <laughs> we um, decided to, um, we all play instruments here. We kind of kept That's that right. low for a long time. And uh, engineer behind the scenes, Dave Grant, is um, uh, terrific uh, as a, a technical musical producer. He also plays uh, instruments, too. Um, he's kind of like uh, Rick Rubin. <laughs> and we just renovated the second floor of the building here to uh, accommodate a sound studio. So if we ever do a live show, things like that, we head down to the second floor and uh, and do our thing. And so now Dave's got instruments laying all over the place. So yesterday, uh, Ben uh, sat down at the at the drum kit and started hammering out a beat. And then Bill and I picked up our these two guitars, two flying Vs, and then Julius. Uh, and there was a, there was a nice Les Paul, and he started to play the rhythm here. And um, uh, Dave Jackinette was playing bass, so we were able to um, bust out a new music bed that we decided to incorporate right away into sports. And so then that we started playing it. And that morphed into the discussion of like this is like a really heavy driving beat. Body hair. Buffet. Pepperoni. Guys, things, men, meat lovers. Not that way. No condoms. Illegitimate kids, guys. Uh, this broke out into a rip-roaring edition of a thing that we called Guy Stuff. And, uh, and How did we even come up with that? Uh, I think it just manifested yeah. somehow magically on the radio. Isn't that right, Ben? Yeah. Uh, it was well, amazing. There was that song. Now, that one we titled uh, Metal Hangover. That's right. And... <laughs> <laughs> Then after after the dust settled, <laughs> Grant goes, "Well, you're not leaving here until I get another uh, music bed because you can't Boy. you can't. I mean, Metallica didn't just have Enter Sandman. There was uh, you know the Unforgiven was, uh, was there was that other song. There was, there was plenty more Metallica. So we said, Dave, we don't want to do it anymore. We're not feeling it. And he said, Well, I locked the doors. You're not leaving here." Until you give me some more metal. He said, there's going to be a showdown if you guys don't. We said, all right, Dave, we'll bust it out. <laughs> this one is called Heavy you Showdown. Can hear, this is up. You can hear Michelle. What? Brass knuckles. <laughs> you can actually hear Dave. You can hear Dave. If you listen closely to the beginning of that, you can hear Dave. Listen. Right there. Oh! That's him. That's him. Explosions. <laughs> Things with buttons. <laughs> Sliced alone. Trucker hats. Yeah. Chuck Norris. Step into a Slim Jim. Mountain Dew. Star Wars. NASCAR. Star Wars. Guys. <laughs> Sports. Aviators. <laughs> Trucker hats. <laughs> Damn it. Acid wash. Guys. <laughs> oh. Skinner. Oh. Joe Cola. <laughs> Notos. <laughs> the entire trucking industry. <laughs> America. 
Hillary Clinton. <laughs> like a record scratch. That, that laugh. Milkshakes. Campfires. Beef jerky. Sand dunes. Chainsaw. Birch trees. Battle axe. <laughs> Skinny jeans. No. <laughs> Dave Grant. Dave Grant. Dave Jack and Nut. Steroids. Cocaine. Mark McGuire. Guy stuff. Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon. Portable grill. <laughs> Ice skating. <laughs> Flamethrower. Napalm. Vietnam. Things. <laughs> so we couldn't be more delighted with how that uh, worked out. Dave mixed it down. And now um, a bit is born. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> looking back, fucking laugh. We, we didn't think it was going to work out quite as well as it did. So uh, Tim Stevens actually brought one up. Yeah. If Doan was still around, I assume he would be playing the uh, skin flute. This penis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Fender, Bender, Stratocaptor, Pickup Truck, Car Accidents, Math, Math, you say math or meth, Angel Dust, Guys, Men, Bush, Ham Traffic, Pollocks, <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, that is it. All right, fuck. Yeah, to me, that's a one and done. I put such a high value on uh, on Ben's laugh. Stone was still around. I assume he would be playing the uh, skin flute. This penis. God damn. <laughs> I don't get it. That fucking laugh. Jesus. Um, worth its weight in gold. I think, uh, honestly, if um, if we were still on the radio, it's like, well, you can never get rid of them. You can never get rid of them because of the laugh. The wheezy, muttly laugh cracks me up, says Tyler. Yeah, it's true. Oh, my God. So, tonight, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast happens where he always laughs like that. <laughs> <laughs> that happens tonight. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. All right. Um, again, if you ever listen to any of the Lost Zane recordings, let me know something you heard. It's like, oh, God, this was funny, Eric Zane. Okay. For you folks that are enjoying the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, it's time to set you free. Uh, if you want the full show, go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. 
twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live for this show in its entirety. So the folks on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, YouTube, I'm going to send you on your way. You can also download the audio podcast wherever you download shows. Send me an email on the shortliner striping inbox, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. There they go. Goodbye. Uh, Cade, welcome back. Cade's finally back. Been a hell of a week. Glad you are here. Aram says, if anyone wants to volunteer to do show notes, I'm sure we would appreciate it. No, it, it, it's okay. You don't have to do that. Just let me know when something funny happens. God, that was a, that was a dark, dark period of time. That was very, very odd back then. I'm glad that uh, we've put distance between us. <clears throat> um, okay, Facebook and Twitter brought to you by... Sorry, Facebook and Twitch. I always screw this up. Brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter, brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And YouTube, brought to you by Frank Foss, My Policy Shop Insurance. Uh, does the name George Santos ring a bell? Boy, you know, this uh, This could have been so simple. Uh, run for public office. Uh, newly minted member, rookie, uh, freshman member of the House of Representatives. Out of uh, some district in New York, no one knows who you are. You win. But the problem is, um, all you've done leading up to uh, getting elected is lie about, like, everything. Jesus. Um, and, and, And the lies keep coming back around, this guy, George Santos. He is a, uh, by the way, He's kind of a, a rarity because he's a Republican gay guy. So there's that. Um, this is a clip of Nassau County Republican Party Chair Joseph Cairo. So this is another Republican. And all the, of course, all the Democrats can't stand this guy uh, because he's a Republican. And even the Republicans cannot stand George Santos because he's lying about everything and so now it's become kind of like a joke of uh when you sit back and uh go over uh george santos's history and everybody just kind of laughs in his face audio check video check this is the guy uh republican party chair joseph cairo saying george santos claimed he had been a volleyball star at brewer college he didn't even attend Baruch College and led his team to a league championship. I want you to pay special attention because this guy here is talking to the mic. And then at the end of this, watch these old timers in the background just start laughing hysterically about these lies. It's just hysterical that they're like, oh, yeah, fucking bullshit. Could you just explain what was on that resume? Well, to my recollection, it said he went to Baruch College, said he went to NYU. He later, or perhaps at the interview, I didn't attend it. Uh, that he uh, sought a master's degree, said that he worked in finance. I don't recall, was it City Citigroup, I think? Uh, said he was very successful, told me personally that, uh, that he uh, had made a lot of money at that age and, and was successful in life. Um, we got into it, started getting personal about the fact that uh, he came from a poor background, but that he was able to be very successful told me, I remember specifically, I'm into sports a little bit, that he was a star on the Baruch volleyball team and that they won 
the league championship. Look at these guys. What they're, can I tell you? They're all cracking up. They're like, ah, ha, ha. What a crack of shit. Oh, my God. It doesn't end there, though. Uh, you can look up. Here's every single lie told by George Santos. He lied about where he went to high school. Uh, and where he went to college. Never worked on Wall Street. Talks about where did his money come from. And and they're starting to look at how he raised funds and campaign finance shit and, uh, and, and starting to look closer at that because uh, all these lies um, may or may not uh, keep him from doing his job he's still an elected official and i i don't think he has to step down but all of his counterparts in the republican party are saying look uh you gotta step down and i don't think he's going to but this might get a little weird uh when he first ran for congress in 2020 he filed a disclosure showing a salary of fifty five thousand dollars working as, as a uh, vice president at a business development company called Link Bridge Investors, where he says he introduced investors to hedge fund managers. Now, these are all terms that I've heard when watching uh, documentaries about Bernie Madoff. Soon after that failed run, he started working at a Florida investment firm called Harbor City Capital, where he employed where he was employed there in 2020, he managed a $1.5 billion hedge fund and bragged of re record returns of 12 to 26%. That's like Madoff. Depending on the type of investment. That year, according to CNN, a customer told Santos that the company's promise that they had a full bank guarantee on investments was bogus. Deutsche Bank claims it had a complete... It, uh, complete claims it a complete fraud and not signed by the bank officer on the document. They wrote Santos replied they were 100% legitimate. But in April of 21, the SEC Securities and Exchange Commission accused Harbor City of being a Ponzi scheme that stole 17 million from investors. The company's assets are currently in mediation with an independent receiver appointed to manage them. Well, that's the biggest fucking thing right there. He wasn't, though, but he was not accused of wrongdoing by authorities. And the next month, he incorporated his own company called Devolder in an interview with Semaphore. He said he helped rich people buy the expensive toys they wanted. And there's more about that that's boring. Now, here's the, another thing. He lied about founding an animal charity. His campaign bio claimed he ran a foundation called Friends of Pets United, saving 2,500 do $2, dogs and cats between 2013 and 18 but there were no social media accounts for the organization no irs records no evidence of the charity being registered in, in new york and new jersey where Sanco santos claimed to have operated uh new york times found that friends of pets united held one fundraiser with a rescue uh, group in new jersey in 2017 for which he charged 50 dollars to enter but the group that threw the event said it never received any funds and that Santos made up several excuses for why he didn't have the money. It gets worse. There was a veteran, a disabled dude, 
who had a, um, a uh, what do you call it, a service dog, this pit bull, and the dog was sick, and it needed a surgery to save it. It had some type of cancer. Um, the veteran's name is Richard Ostoff, and he is making the rounds now, this Richard Ostoff, about how uh, Santos stole the money. And uh, he appeared on CNN, audio check, uh, video check. This is the dude. Times. Um, when I first got out of the service, I was depressed. I was having nightmares. By the way, um, that's the urn of the dog that did not make it. Uh-oh. Bad, bad memories about some things that happened. Not war-related, but other things that the military does to you. Um, I started drinking too much. I was doing reckless stuff. My father even told me he thought I had a death wish at that point. Mm -hmm. um, and I probably did. I was very suicidal. I would start crying and for no reason. And uh, if I didn't have that little princess with me, I probably would have not been here to speak to you right now at least two times. Uh -huh. I would think about her, and I said, nobody else is going to be her daddy. It's, that's my dog. And I'd go and I'd cuddle her, and I'd snuggle up with her, and all the bad stuff went away. I think, I think that anybody who leaves the service, uh, it should be like a prerequisite. Um, at the end of their service, they are handed a dog. Just, just take the dog. Let's get out in front of this. You need a dog. Dogs and uh, military veterans leaving the service need to have these animals. Just give them a dog. Give them two. And at what point did you all realize that Anthony DeVolder... Which is George Santos. There you go. A week ago. A week ago. A week ago. I started seeing his face on um, And to be clear, obviously you're not, you're not following politics. You're not, right? So it's just like you kind of stumbled across his face. Oh, right, story right. I mean, I watch the news all the time. Um, kind of a hobby. I love my YouTube news. But I saw his face and I knew I sort of recognized him a little bit because we had been Facebook friends while, it was, while, the, while the campaign was going on. Mm -hmm. um, so I knew what he looked like. And I knew his voice, and that was the only thing I knew about him. And I saw him on TV, and I was like, I got a feeling in the pit of my stomach about this guy. Who is he, and why do I recognize him? Mm. And then that was in December, right around Christmas time. Just about a week ago, he was in the Capitol, and there was a bunch of uh, reporters following around, asking us questions like, that's about the only thing you see him you know, anymore. And one of them said, what's your name today? Is it Anthony DeVolder or is it George Santos? Uh, so, it's, oh, oh, oh. So, so you had the pit in your stomach at, in, in December. Holy and then shit. that name was said. Correct. A week ago, right. then you realized. I was sick. Oh. Yeah. Wow. To see that somebody like that that could do something that, 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 that dastardly mm. could raise to such high mm. position. And in, 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 yeah. that shouldn't be right. That shouldn't happen. So let me ask you each. Uh, uh, Don Lemon uh, reached out to... Uh, Santos to George Santos and got up him to respond to you. He told me, saying. he said I was fake and it didn't. Yeah, I read that. <laughs> uh, let me read it so if everyone can hear and I want to give you each a chance to respond to it. He said, uh, I have no clue what he's talking about. And the crazy part is that anyone that knows me knows I'll go, I'd go to hell and back for a dog and especially a veteran. So this is just more of the pile on effect. I have dozens of people reaching out to me in support, sharing their stories about their dogs and cats that I helped save and rescue. What do you say to that? Prove it. Show us. <laughs> you know, he should show us if, if he has all these people that, 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 that reach out to him and that love what he does and stuff. It's not... It, it, no. no. I'm coming here is taking my name of our charity on this. 
I back Rich 100% on this. There's no yeah. doubt in my mind that this was done, and it's horrible that this veteran has to go through this. Veterans, we lose them 22 a day, and our charity does whatever we can to prevent that from happening and work with other people and really rely on other charities. When a charity does something like this, another one, it just causes more problems for us to get the mission of saving our veterans' <laughs> lives. And it's disgusting, and it's unfortunate that this happens in 2023 still to this day. Okay, so you might be like, what exactly did he do? Well, he, he had a... Uh, Companies know that... He made a fundraiser for this guy, for the veteran there, and um, then took the money. He swindled it. Uh, let's see. Yeah. The dog had a tumor. Continued to grow. Uh, it was diagnosed in 2015. Continued to grow in 2016. Uh, the veteran, Ostoff, said he was homeless, living in a tent at the time after losing his job and house. Ostoff's mentor and friend, Michael Bull, the guy you also saw there in that clip, the bald dude, uh, told CNN he took Ostoff under his wing as part of the charity's mentorship program and tried to get vet care for the dog. Bull said a mutual friend connected the two veterans with Santos who told them Santos was frequently involved with helping and rescuing animals. Um, at the time, he was known as Anthony DeVolder. DeVolder, Santos, set up a GoFundMe for Ostoff's pit bull, Sapphire. A post from the Facebook profile of George, uh, uh, George DeVold, Anthony DeVolder links to a GoFundMe raising surgery funds for the dog. Sapphire is a 10-year-old red-nosed pit bull that has been keeping this man company. She does not deserve to die because of this tumor. She deserves to be treated and cared for. The Facebook post reads in part, Will you help this baby and her daddy stay together for a few more years? Does he not deserve to have her? Let's all come together to help this family of two stay healthy, the post says. The fundraiser did raise the money, but things went south after Rostov tried to access the funds. He's like, okay, we got the money. Great. Uh, can I take it and go to the vet and get my dog the care? Santos became uncooperative. According to Ostoff and Bull at first saying, Ostoff needed to take his dog to a veterinary clinic of Santos's choice. Then claiming another clinic wouldn't accept Santos's form of payment. So uh, Ostoff is saying that it's like getting difficult. I keep having to jump through hoops and um, time is passing. Um, he provided, uh, uh, text exchanges between him and Santos at the time. Again, he thought it was Anthony DeVolder and, uh, uh, DeVolder keeps kicking the can down the road, you know, uh, procrastinating. Uh, I'm starting to, uh, feel like I was mined for my family and friends donations. Santos tells him. Uh, wait, after Ostoff says, I'm starting to feel like I was mined for my family and friends donations. Santos tells him that because his dog is not a candidate for surgery, the funds are moved to the next animal in need. And we will make sure we use, we use of resources to keep her comfortable because Santos said, uh, that they had ruled out the surgery, uh, and he made up some excuses to why the dog couldn't be treated. And the guy was like, Jesus. I'm sick of being jerked around, which Santos replies, remember, it is our credibility that got GoFundMe that serves them to contribute. We are with the highest standards of integrity. So basically, he got the money to be raised and then took the money. 
And so now this guy is telling his story, but that is just sickening. Holy shit. So the dog ends up dying. And this guy, you know, it's, ah, oh, fuck, man. It's a white knuckle ride for these veterans who talk about panic attacks and anxiety. It's like that times a thousand for these poor sons of bitches. And I like how he also, he described that a lot of times with veterans, it isn't so much if they're in combat and shit like that. It's just some people are more fragile than others. And the uh, extremes that you have to go through in the military can is uh, puts a lot on a person. You know, that's uh, just the way of doing business on a day-to-day uh, process is uh, fucking bizarre. And, and, and it affects people in a strange way. Um, Santos, more lies. Uh, this one is being talked about now. And I, it had come up in the past, but now it's kind of recirculating almost like it's new news again. But I remember talking about this. Santos said his mom was at the World Trade Center on 9-11. And now records are showing that she wasn't even in the United States. She was in Brazil. Remember he said also he was Jewish. He's not. He's Catholic. And he said, no, no, no. What I meant to say was I am Jew J-E-W-I-S-H. I'm Jew-ish. I'm a little Jewy, is what I'm saying. Um, yeah, not even in the fucking country. The mother's name is either Fatima or Fatima DeVolder. I don't know how you pronounce it. I'll say Fatima. Fatima DeVolder applied for a U.S. visa in 03, and she was in Brazil. On Santos's own website, when he was uh, running for this seat, wrote, ah, yeah, my mom was in the South Tower on September 11th. Not true. Uh, in a July 2021 sweet tweet, damn it, Santos said, 9-11 claimed my mom's life. Not true. Holy shit. Uh, other than the torrent of stunning headlines, Santos Santos's penchant for lying hasn't derailed his nascent Capitol Hill career yet. He's found a few defenders among fellow scandal-plagued House Republicans. You know, Kevin McCarthy, Matt Gates. Jesus Christ. You know you're fucking falling apart when you've got McCarthy, Gates, and... Uh, What's the name of the bimbos? You got the the brunette and the blonde. The the blonde is Marjorie Taylor Greene. And what's the uh, brunette? And I guess the brunette and the blonde are now fighting. I forgot her name. She wears the glasses. Bobart. Bobart, is that it? Oh, my God. So if they're rushing to your defense, it's pretty, it's pretty fucked up. Holy shit. George Santos, this is fantastic. You know what? I say quit uh, asking him to step down. Let it go because this is entertaining. You need to back off of that and just let this unfold. He's probably going to end up throwing himself off a building or a bridge at one point. At some point. All right. Join me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. More podcasting each and every day. You got the daily Patreon bonus. You've got smarter than a former drug dealer trivia, um, which, by the way, did you hear Dale? Um, God, I got I to gotta get that clip. Dale, I guess, frequents 
the um, Exes and Bros show, which is uh, a morning show on 96.1. That's the station that Bill's flagship is on. I think I retweeted this. Or There it is. There it is. Uh, the Exes and Bros show. Dale calls in and talks sports with these guys. And uh, this is the guy that um, I do. My voice is heard like when this guy's coming back from commercial. X's and bros. Uh, coming up right here on this station or something like that. I, re- I recorded a bunch of voice work for it. Uh, that's what Dale is referencing here. And I guess Dale uh, very often frequents this show uh, weighing in with like, you know, sports talk and shit like that. Cause Dale knows he loves following sports. So this is what happened. Payball with Eric Zane last night. I heard him doing the promo. For your- oh yeah. Yeah. My guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, you know, I mean, me and him, I do his podcast every week. Oh, that's so, I don't know, do you guys ever listen? Do you know any idea who I am? Throw slash Dale. No. no you're da- you're Dale and Muskegon. Okay. okay. Because you're Dale and Muskegon. So, uh, this dude here, Bellino. He's not, he just knows that there's a guy that calls the show who's got kind of like a raspy voice. He doesn't have any idea about the history of Dale. Well, that's the wrong thing you want to say because that means he's going to talk nonstop and tell you who he is and you're not going to get a word in edgewise. Yeah, yeah, I'm also throw slash Dale from his show. Like, I got stabbed in the throat. That's why I talk crazy like this. I did 16 years in prison for selling drugs and I got stabbed when I was in prison. So that's why I talk all raspy like this. So I got the nickname on the show, Throw Slash Dale. And I'm, we wanted to become friends. And now I do his podcast every Tuesday. Are you smarter than a former drug dealer with Throw Slash Dale? Wow. Yeah, that's my guy. What a story. Yeah, that's my guy, man. Hey, listen, if you guys ever want to hear, I spoke at schools. I spoke at Kentwood, uh, East Kentwood uh, once a year, twice a year. <laughs> Two years ago, COVID has stopped it. I spoke for the police department. So, look at Belito. He wants to jump in, but that's impossible. That is a difficult thing to do, to jump in on Dale when he's trying to make a point. I do speaker meetings for AA and stuff, so, you know, I'm definitely not a boastful human being, but I got a pretty good story if you guys ever want to hear it or if there's a way to get it out, man. I work with a lot of uh, at-risk youth, you know, you probation kids. I get to go to youth homes and stuff and speak to children and tell my story, you know. I mean, it's pretty pretty. So five years ago, I was homeless. I was living in an abandoned house in downtown Muskegon. And now I own my own successful business. I've been sober five years. Like, I've changed my life. I turned it over to God. Hey, shout out to you, Dale. There we go. Dale Muskegon. Wow. Hey, if you guys ever want to hear the long version, man, I've done the podcast. You can catch it on there. Give you the episodes or something. I've done a few few hours on there different times. So the, the story's out, man. If you guys ever want to hear more of it, I'm always willing to tell it to people, man. If it helps one person, you know, it's a blessing. I appreciate that, Dale. Thank you so much, my friend. Have a great Monday. Yeah, you guys too, man. All right, partner. Quite the story from Dale. Some wild turn. He does. He, they don't know what to. They don't know what to do with Dale. Did you hear that pause? Like, what the fuck just happened? Holy shit! Two men. All right, partner. <laughs> Quite the story from Dale. Some wild turns there, Dude, we, I mean, I've known da- Dale's been roller- calling into the show since I 2017. I was at a roller coaster so, of emotion right there. 
It's just the ebbs and flows. The ebbs and flows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dale is the equivalent of like a car that has the ability to go zero to 100 in like two and a half seconds. Wham! Oh, God. Uh, Stevie right. Damn, I didn't know Dale did all of that outreach. Very cool. No, he is truly um, an incredible story. What, what, uh, and, and he kind of did it all. He did it all on his own. The idea that, you know what? This is ridiculous. I got to stop living life this way. And uh, he, um, when he was prior to being busted, he was so wealthy. Oh my God. Like buying Corvettes with cash, buying homes all over. I mean, seriously, Dale was, uh, uh, one of the biggest drug Lords in the state of Michigan. Um, and, uh, his distribution was, was far reaching. And, um, he was describing to me that, uh, despite faced with, um, a, a long prison term, he never, uh, spoke out. He never turned on anybody which they put in front of him about you know flipping uh so that the authorities could get a bigger fish and he said fuck that i want to live and uh he did not flip instead he did the time and then a couple times he got out of prison and then went back into prison and uh you know uh kenny says can you be a drug lord without killing anyone yeah uh, i you know i don't know and I couldn't tell you what exactly Dale's done in his life. Uh, Kent says there needs to be a Netflix documentary on Dale. Oh my God. You're not kidding. And then finally one day he put his foot down and, uh, turned it around and, uh, Jesus, you know, I wouldn't, I, I would trust, I, I, I would trust him with, with, with my kids. He is, um, he's absolutely fantastic. The guy is, uh, is an absolute gem fantastic human being and just a uh, a true inspiration his uh his stick to and his hard work absolutely incredible the look on Bellino's face when dale when dale was just going nuts uh telling all that uh all those details about him my god was just awesome all right uh i'm already I, I started talking about Patreon and then I got as far as Dale and then there I went. That's how this show goes. Anyway, sign up for Patreon. I appreciate it. Listener supported ad free Patreon. Uh, the open and live stream of today's show brought to you by A and E heating and cooling. Joe Martinez, 616-516-8579. At some point you are going to need to call him because something's going to happen with your furnace or your AC. Now, it is important that each year you have Joe Martinez and his crew from a, uh, A&E Heating and Cooling Service, your furnace, or your AC. So twice a year you see them. 79 bucks for the furnace to get that cleaned, inspected, tuned, running right, running efficient. Okay, very, very important. Heating your home is dirty business. And that thing, if you don't do that, you're, you know, you're, you're 
really walking a fine line. You could have an issue where it breaks down because you haven't maintained it. Joe Martinez can do all that. 616-516-8579. If things go south, he can show up and fix it. Scheduled maintenance uh, or maybe some type of repair and an after-hour service call if you need that. That might cost you a little bit, but he can get your heat back on. 616-516-8579. M37 Hackers. Uh, The newest golf simulation business in West Michigan. Uh, Head over to M37 Hackers and check them out. Facebook page, just search M37 Hackers. 269-205-2095. Right along M37 in Middleville, you can't miss them. Middleville is not a big place. Uh, M37 Hackers is right near the grocery store, right next to it there. This is a small community, but this is a fantastic place. They have two golf simulator bays there they got the putting green they have that is known as middleville's largest indoor putting green set a record for size of a putting green incredible you've got the uh chipping bays you can practice your chipping not to mention the uh two golf simulator bays where you can play any golf course in the world with just the press of a button there's a camera down where your club head hits the ball so you can see what you're doing wrong so if you swing the ball goes flying and it slices horribly you're like what did i do wrong and then you look at the screen you hit the replay button and then it shows what you did so that you can correct it you really can work the bugs out of your game in a golf simulation setting and it's much cheaper at m37 hackers than it is at x golf and you're supporting a sponsor of the Eric Zane Show podcast. You can call them for a reservation and rent that thing out for an hour. It's 40 bucks. 269-205-2095. 269-205-2095. 40 bucks an hour. It's 60 bucks an hour. If you go to X-Golf, fuck those guys. Go to M37 Haggers. Um, and there's all sorts of leagues and, uh, and things you can sign up for. You can sign up for a membership, which is going to save you a lot of money uh, whenever you use the facilities. And uh, you can participate in all these tournaments that they have. It's really fantastic. Or just bring a bunch of buddies, rent it out for a couple hours, bring some beers in a cooler. You can't buy beer there, but bring your beers in a cooler and you can just knock back your own. That's how they do it there. M37 Hackers, 269-205-2095. All right, I'm going to take a break. I would say I'm 75% recovered. I felt like shit yesterday after an hour and a half, and I bailed on the rest of the show. I'm going to try to get through the whole show today. But I'm going to take a break now. So don't go anywhere. I will be right back. Hey, what's up? It's your pal Easy with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast. The Eufy Video Lock. Oh my gosh. Smart Lock 2K Cam and Doorbell 3-in-1 Triple Security. You got everything in one device. All right. Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app that it's going to work okay in that app. And oh my God. This is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door. They punch it in. The door unlocks. 
in they go. And of course, it's a video camera. So it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy video lock is the top of the heap. Okay, you can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate, I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long long time no monthly fee on this unlike other brands that do that they just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee i love the eufy video lock get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock e-u-f-y official.com slash video lock all right all right all right all right i'm back i'm back i'm back uh was helping out uh jacqueline um yesterday she uh recovering from her fifth her fifth knee surgery um on the previous ones the rebuilds total knee or acl knee uh reconstruction what they do is they go into a, a portion in the back of your leg where there is um i guess um ligament redundancy and they harvest it from the back of your leg and create a new ACL. She's had so many knee surgeries, though. She has no more redundancy. So they had to use... She has no more ligaments to give herself. So they had to use a cadaver uh, ligament. And uh, so they rebuilt the knee again. And uh, now the recovery begins. So I was at her house yesterday because she couldn't be alone after the uh, surgery. Justin went to work. So after this show, I went over there while she rested and, uh, and I caught up. I was watching a show that I saw on Netflix, uh, documentary style. There's two seasons of it. There's only like four episodes per season, eight total episodes. So it's not even basically a season, but the show is called catching killers. And it's, um, all about, um, in some of the uh, uh, most prolific serial killer stories, interviewing the police who had to track down the bad guy. And um, some unbelievable cases. One case was about Eileen Wernos, who is uh, a female serial killer, the world's, the United States' first woman serial killer. She was put to death. Uh, BTK, they talked about BTK and uh, how they caught him. And this is a um, trailer for that. This show's been around for a little more than for about a year and a half, but you might want to you might want to uh, check this out. This is a great, great show. Walking up to this crime scene after 30 years, the sad part that somebody lost their life right here a few feet from us just kind of rushes over you. The first indication of the body was the smell of decomposition in the air. There was a rope around her neck. There's a guy out here who's killing prostitutes. They didn't think it would happen to them. The pieces were all starting to fit together. DNA was not advanced enough yet to develop a DNA profile. In each case, 22 caliber weapons were used. That was my first homicide crime scene. I, I, I don't know how I felt. 
I'm not going to get through this. The so-called happy face killer. The Green River Killer. She was my first, and I thought I would not do it again, but I was wrong. It seems like a lot of rage. There was a lot of anger in the way the crime was committed. As long as we have unidentified victims, we're not done. You'll see headlines in the paper, in the media, and they're always talking about the suspects and the victims, the forgotten person. The constant thought is, what are we missing? Always hoping that no one else gets killed. I'm thinking, not another one. Not another one. see something like that, it has some effect on you. If it doesn't, in my opinion, you're not human. Um, when they were talking about BTK, which to me is uh, one of the most fascinating things, um, they were discussing how he went silent for like 20, 25 years in the uh, Wichita area. And then one day he just decided to reach out to like the TV station or the newspaper or something like that and started corresponding with them. And uh, he was uh, leaving all sorts of clues. There were cereal boxes and, and uh, he was like taunting the cops and shit. And uh, he revealed to them, did you catch the clue at the home Depot? And they're like, um, and he would, uh, they, um, he wanted them to correspond through like a want ad, the police. And, uh, they said, no, we didn't, we didn't catch that clue. So then they went over to the home Depot and they're, they're looking at down aisles of the home Depot, figuring out what, what he's talking about. And then they find out that, um, one of the workers, um, figured it out. Uh, he came in his pickup truck. When he was getting ready to leave, there was a cereal box in the back of his pickup truck, and he didn't know what the fuck it was. So he uh, he called the cops because he figured out they were looking. He said, "Oh yeah, hey, you know what? I because th- they were like looking for him." And uh, so the cops show up, and they realize that if they look at the surveillance, they can probably see a car belonging to BTK throwing and the guy throwing the cereal box into the back of the truck. And sure enough, they found that. So they got like a vehicle, uh, a Jeep Cherokee. So they go, all right, he fucked up. Now we know his car. And that's all we know. And then um, BTK sent a notice that he has found his next victim. So they're like, oh, shit, man. We're running out of fucking time. And he said, I have, I have found him and I am hunting this person. And, uh, and it's a kid. So they're like, holy shit. And then he sends correspondence and says, uh, can I send you a floppy disk with, with more correspondence? He loves this. He's a narcissist. So he loves like playing this game with them. That's how fucked up this guy is. And, um, and it says, be honest. Can I send you a floppy disk and not be detected? And this is fuck up. Number two, again, like technology has passed him by. This is years, 25 years. And, uh, he, he isn't aware that there's metadata, on a, on a floppy disk, three and a half inch disk that they used to use, which will, you know, reveal who he is. So, uh, they BTK said, respond in the newspaper and use my name, Rex. You use the name Rex. It said, Rex, uh, it's okay. You can use a floppy. They actually wrote that in the newspaper. So no one has any idea what that means, but BTK does. So he sends them in the mail, a fucking floppy disk. And they put it in there 
in like a second and a half, it says that it came from Christ Lutheran Church at Dennis's desk. And they look up Christ Lutheran Church, Dennis, and the president of the church is Dennis Rader, BTK. And there's this picture. They're all gathered. All the cops are gathered around the fucking thing. And they go, there he is. Look him up, internet search, and get his address. They race over to the motherfucker's house. And the the Cherokee's in the fucking driveway. And they go, holy shit, let's go in and shoot him. And they go, and the cop, the, the boss says, don't do it yet. We need more evidence. Like, what the fuck do you mean we need more evidence? This is him. He's fucking BTK. We got to go get him for you. Fuck you. No, we can't. Um, and so then they uh, they they look and they, he's got a daughter that goes to a college. And uh, they decide, they thought, well, you know, a lot of times these chicks, they use uh, health services for like uh, exams. And they found out that she went to the gynecologist and they uh, got a warrant and she had a pap smear. And they took the material from the pap smear and matched it to the DNA from a 1974 crime scene that had been, uh, there was like jizz, BTK's jizz. They gathered up his jizz and like for um, 30 years later, they still have test tube jizz, like literally. And they um, matched it to the pap smear and the uh, uh, family connection was 99.9%. So they had him, and uh, they uh, the uh, the head cop says we're gonna have the SWAT team take it down, take him down, and then the the ones that were leading the investigation they go no fuck you, we've been working on this for twenty five years, we want to take him down. He's all right, you take him down. So they had helicopters watching him as he's coming home from work because he's a compliance officer, and um, uh, they had like set up like little boundaries so he wouldn't get away. And sure enough, they showed up and there's uh, uh, footage of them drawing their pistols and get out of the ground. And uh, that was it. And then they showed the interrogation of, um, all right, hey, we know you're Dennis Rader, but don't play any games with us. Who are you really? And he goes, I'm BTK. And then that was it. To this day, he still sits rotting in prison. And I... There's rumors that this Kohlberger trial um, is going to reveal a connection to BTK, that Kohlberger studied other serial killers to avoid detection, which he obviously failed. Uh, Eileen Wernos is depicted by Charlize Theron. Uh, The film Monster, Kyle Ryan, talks about that. Yeah, that was a fucking amazing movie. She was great in that. Anyway, Catching Killers is on Netflix. Uh, I Jesus, almost fucking slipped my mind. We have a uh, Thursday regular that is going to join us right now on the show. The multi-talented Kyle from Dumpster Divers. Eric Zane. Yo! Yo, what's up, Dad? We uh, were watching recently a uh, documentary about the hatchet-wielding hitchhiker. Are you familiar with that? Oh, you know, I did see that on Netflix. Um, and I remember that, like, uh, those, like, little videos from yeah. on Facebook, like, from whatever that was. But I didn't watch it yet, but I do want to watch it. Audience members say that that guy reminds them of you. 
because <laughs> of the way he talks and stuff. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, I never, I, I don't own a hatchet, and I've never wielded it on anybody. But um, I can, I can see it. Can you surf or ride a skateboard? No, I'm too uncoordinated for that. I, I've tried. Uh, Actually, I never tried surfing, but I've tried skateboarding, and I just can't do it, dude. Yeah, that's uh, that's all a Michigan thing, you know. This guy's West Coast, so yeah, that. yeah. Plus, I, it's just uh, like a, a personal life uh, rule for good old Kyle here, which is uh, don't fucking skateboard, dude, because you fucking hurt yourself, and I don't, it's unnecessary, dude. Did your parents make you wear a helmet when you were growing up? Um, on my yeah, on my bike for like oh shit that that would be a, this would be a good research project to ask my mom. But when I could stop wearing a helmet, but I did wear a helmet for a while there. But then it hits you know like it hits that age where you're like yeah, I don't gotta fucking wear a helmet no more. But then you're like uh, like nowadays sometimes I'll see people riding bikes and they're like an adult family and yeah. they all have helmets on. I'm yeah. like, come on guys. Yeah, I do that. That's me. I, I always, I, always I, I do that. If I'm on two, we, anything, I, uh, any, any wheeled thing, I put a helmet on. Uh, well, right on. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, to, to each their own. To me, if I saw you, I, I'd yell, if I was driving by and I saw you out the window, I'm like, come on, Eric. Yeah, I know it. I know it. But you know, it's amazing when we were kids in the seventies. Oh my God. If you put on a helmet, you get the shit kicked out of you. I don't even think that they made. <laughs> I don't even think they made helmets. You know? Yeah, I, yeah. I think helmets came around in '81. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> right on, right on. Um, all right. So, where has life taken you since the last time we've spoken, Kyle? Uh, just all sorts of places, dude. Um, we just doing all sorts of stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, knocking down garages, fucking. I'm actually, uh, right now, I'm at, you know, uh, downtown, like right across the street from the Bob, the the hotel slash condos right there at the towers? Yeah. Yeah, we're doing, I'm doing a, a, a little project in here up on the 25th floor. So I'm just like pretending I'm rich for the week, you know what I mean? And just Holy walk shit. around, strut my stuff. But I'm out of place in this motherfucker for sure. So you have to pull shit out of a 25th story, uh, 25th floor room? Yeah, yep, we're, we're knocking some stuff out of there. So, yeah, it's just like me. And, like, we met the dude that lives here. I mean, I don't know anything about the dude, but he's a, you can tell he's he's got some, some cashola if he's buying a place on the 25th floor. Um, but, yeah, it's like whenever I walk around the premises, you know, when I'm, like, walking around the grounds, yeah. I keep bumping into, like, rich-ass old people. And um, they, like, keep making, like, rich people jokes to me, which I don't understand because I don't have the money to understand said jokes. Like, uh, yesterday, or maybe the day before that, I was uh, um, trying to figure out where the hell I was because there's, like, two or three different elevator bays in here, and they all go to different places Uh where I need to go. And so I get in the elevator on floor one, and I, there's like these two. Now, this, so there's two old ladies. Now, one old lady is like a hundred. Like she's barely clinging on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the other lady, which maybe her daughter was like eighty. Who knows? But um, like I get in the elevator and they're like, "Where are you going?" I'm like, "Going to floor two. And uh, like the hundred year old Civil War vet lady was like, um, she was like, "Oh, you could have just used the stairs for that." And then the fucking younger old ass lady uh, was like, 
She was like, oh, hush. She's like, we don't even have any stairs that go there. She was like, you're fine. And like, in my, I just kind of like awkwardly was like, ha ha ha, you know what I mean? But like in my head, I'm like, listen, lady, maybe you're like super fucking loaded and that's funny to you, but I don't fucking get it. Dude. I think they wanted <laughs> to have sex with you, perhaps. <laughs> um, okay. So have you been following the football? Uh, you mean like the playoffs? No, dude. Once the Lions are out, I'm like, fuck it, dude. Oh, I'm really? Like, yeah, I know. I did. I did read up on the fact that uh, good old oh shit, what's Sheila? Uh, good old Sheila. Sheila like, Ford Ham started commissioning like the NFL. Like, listen, dude, the Seahawks game that was trash officiating and it screwed us. So we need to fucking do something about it. So we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, hell yeah, Sheila, we did get screwed out of that Seahawks game. Oh yeah, you know that 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 was horrible. It was terrible officiating. But you know, at the end of the day, I'm still happy with what the Lions did. Yeah, yeah, we got we got some good things. And then I read, I, I okay, so I said I don't follow up on football, but I do read various things about the Lions. So I did read that like three of the the vets that we have that were you know relatively good this season. They told Brad Holmes, they're like, listen, dude, we'll come back next year. We'll take you know, lose money or whatever. And I'm like, hell yes, dude. That's what we need. Like a bunch of, bunch of good vet role players taking right. discounts and we'll fucking sign some, some big ass dudes with some big ass cash. And we'll, we'll be yeah. fucking solid. Next year, I, was, dude. I was reading the same thing that they have uh, a lot of, uh, what they describe as cap space. And, uh, then, you know, uh, what you just said, and then they have, uh, plenty of draft picks, uh, from, oh, the, yeah, from the yeah. Minnesota and the uh, uh, Los Angeles Rams trade. So, and they're on this uh, high, in my opinion, this is setting up for a terrific 0-17 season. <laughs> this is, oh, man. Yeah. I would be so furious, dude. Right. I don't know if there would be any recovery. After the way they finished, started out 1-6 and six and then go 8-2, and two. And almost make the playoffs, and everybody's buzzing. You know the fact that people are, uh, even though they didn't make the playoffs, are still have them as one of the top uh, eight teams in the whole fucking league. Now, right. now we're set up for zero and seventeen, and we need to we need to acknowledge that 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 could happen. That could happen because that's fucking that's like the way it goes with the Lions. It I do feel that does. we just got to see if good old Dan Campbell is different than my boy Jim Caldwell or Jim Schwartz. Well, I, you know, the thing is, and I still I still uh, maintain this Caldwell was fired because he was black and uh, <laughs> yeah, the guy went 11 and five and took him to the playoffs. And then the, the next year he went nine and seven and then they fired him. You know, I mean, yeah. Dan Campbell goes nine and eight, and they're acting like he's Vince Lombardi. You know, and you know, uh, that that was another art. I didn't read the article, but that basically that was like the headline about how yeah, Jim Caldwell did that, and it was not good enough. But no, this was good enough. It was terrible. And yeah, you know, it's like it gets tricky though, because you know, Jim Caldwell got screwed because. Bob Quinn thought he was fucking a genius, but turns out Bob Quinn's just an idiot. Um, yeah. And was trying to, which I get, you know what I mean? Like, I guess if somebody hired me to fucking take over a team, I'd probably want to do it my way too. But yeah, then, you know, then you got to undo all that mess and who, who knows? It is tricky. I will say. Uh, all right. Well, what else is going on that you want to touch on? You see anything, hear anything that you want to uh, drop on us today, Kyle? I did see, um, and I, I did not read the article, 
Um, but I got, I got a little chuckle. I was reading uh, my weird-ass news stories like I generally do, and I saw this one that said um, either, I think it was like a town in Sweden or something like that, but they like basically said that, and I don't, I don't get it because I don't live in Sweden. Um, but it was basically like, you don't have to have a permit to dance anymore. And I'm pretty sure Kevin Bacon had something to do with it. You know what I mean? So let's see. The government there just proposed an end to a decade long dancing ban. The current law requires venues to apply for a special permit before even allowing patrons to dance on the dance floor. That's fucking classic Sweden right there. Yep, sweet. I thought, I'll be honest with you, I thought you'd laugh at the Kevin Bacon joke more. Um, it, was <laughs> it was a fucking Footloose reference for sure. I got it. I got it. <laughs> it was It was fine. I mean, I'm not going to go, ah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, maybe overused. Maybe overused. Uh, and, and by the way, on this NPR thing, they, they threw the same joke. So, oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Hey, you okay, know what? Well, then, then I'm, that sucks. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fucking tough sell. I'm a tough sell. If you drop a joke on me, I'm like, fuck you. I'm not laughing. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw that one. And then the only other interesting one I saw was about how fucking, and I don't know, I don't know who's doing this research. It seems like, it seems like in, in terms of a tough sell, it seems like it'd be a tough sell to try to get grant money to do this research. But the fucking article said that uh, somehow, like, jungle uh, lizards, or geckos maybe, I think it was lizards, like, jungle lizards are moving to the city somehow, and uh, when they get to the city, uh, their DNA has to change so they can survive in the city. So again, I don't know who the fuck's doing this research, but that seems weird. But then I started thinking about it. I'm like, what? What kind of DNA would be? Ch- you know what I mean? Like maybe the maybe the lizards are you know buying packs of smokes. You know what I mean? And trying to fucking what really is, fit in. Maybe they're headed down to the local like food. What food is bank, this? You know what I mean? What is this? Your goddamn stand-up routine? What are you? <laughs> no, I just well, I see interesting shit, and you're like, you know, if. I guess I could just read the fucking article like a normal person, but I'm like, no, I just, I would rather just think of stupid ass jokes. So basically, about what the hell is going on. so basically you read the headline and then you start working out, uh, uh bits, uh, for your standup routine. Yeah. I just feel like I like to live in an alternate reality. And part of the alternate reality is you read new he- news headlines and yeah. then you make your own story in your head so that you don't have to actually read yeah. what the fucking shitty ass reporters are writing. Have you ever <laughs> been working with Emilio and then he goes, Hey, shut up. Oh, oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. Well, no, he, he's more polite than that. Oftentimes, uh, I'll tell my jokes and if he doesn't get it, he'll just kind of like stare off into space. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. And, uh, Maybe just act like he didn't hear it because he does have relatively shitty ears too. Right, like okay, me. I got you. I um, got you. But actually, I, that's funny you brought him up because we were joking the other day when we first got um, into this uh, room uh, or the uh, apartment on the twenty fifth floor. So Emilio is allegedly scared of heights, which I didn't really know that before. Um, so he was like, "I'm like, dude, I'd fucking love to live here because it's got like it's high up or whatever, but then it's got like a um, like a kind of like a." all seasons room but then it's got like a sweet ass porch or um balcony or whatever but it's big you know uh-huh. what i mean and i was like oh dude i'd be out there all the, just looking over the city you know what i mean smoking a cigar or whatever 
Amelia was like, no, dude, I fucking hate heights. I could never live here. So um, as the day progressed, you know, we, you know, you get you get tired, you know what I mean. So you take a little quick break, grab something to drink, and look out the fucking windows. And like Amelia was getting like closer to the window as the days went, as the the hours oh, went okay. on. Oh, okay. And uh, he was like, he's like, you know. He's like, I still could never live here, but it is a cool view. And I made the joke to him, like, yeah, like, yeah, you're going to be, you just told me that. And then I looked down and see a fucking puddle of piss, like, underneath <laughs> your body. Just, he started laughing his ass off. Um, so, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're working out your tight five. Uh, the, the audience is sending comments like swing and a miss. And, uh, <laughs> oh yeah. You know what I mean? That, there's one, that's one reason I fucking never played baseball, dude. I, uh, I would be swinging and missing all the fucking time. All right. Well, I tell you what, it's always good to hear your voice. If there's anything at all, uh, anything else going on, just let me know right now. Otherwise I'll talk to you next week. Yeah. I fucking, I don't think there's any, there's probably like a lot of stuff going on in my life, but I don't, I, I, I me and blue have a calendar that we share on the phone, which is where we're supposed to store all of our life happenings but i don't fucking i'm not a calendar guy so there's probably a lot of shit on there that i could talk about but i fucking can't remember keep us <laughs> keep us updated on the lady who was showing up who was either a drug dealer or a hooker yeah, yeah you know what seriously she might listen to the show dude because i haven't seen her like after that and i i think we talked about it before like maybe her her drug selling is more seasonal you know once it gets colder it's harder for her to sell those drugs yeah, yeah. or suck those dicks or whatever she's doing but i haven't seen her as much so maybe she listens to the show dude and she she's just sitting there while you're like in the parking lot while you're talking to me and she's like fuck i gotta get the hell out of here dude <laughs> uh, that sounds fantastic chris writes it's a former zaniac it could yeah it could be dude you never know <laughs> all right well, I tell you what, man, I appreciate you as always. Be safe out there, okay? All right, love you guys. All right, man, love you. There you go. Kyle from Dumpster Divers. Always good to hear from him. Which one of you sent me a actual big black dick link? Was it Rob? Uh, God. No, I don't think it was. It's a, it's a candy big brown dick a chocolate giant brown dick holy cow all right uh very good thank you kyle from dumpster divers he's awesome all right tag accounting it is a uh, tax season 616-301-9516 thank you to them uh it, no matter where you are in the listening audience Reach out to Tag Accounting to get your taxes done. Okay? Mention my name when you call 616-301-9516. It's going to save you time. You're going to get more money back, and you'll be so happy. Skip doing it yourself, for God's sake. And if you had somebody else do it in the past, ditch them. Call upon TAG. The tax hobbit wants to hear from you. 616-301-9516. Mention my name. Thank you. Irvine's Auto Repair. Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Amazingly, effectively awesome place to get your vehicles repaired. 616-532-6600. Irvine's.com. Go there, check out the Google reviews, 
from people that don't have a podcast talking about how awesome they are. ervines.com. Early bird drop off, late bird pickup. Uh, you can borrow one of their um, rental cars, not rental cars, uh, loaner cars for free while your vehicle is being repaired. Whether it's preventative maintenance, oil changes, tire rotation, you name it, they will take care of it. Or if something just goes south, oh my God, I'm on the side of the road, have the tow company drop the car off at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. If you're along 44th Street, they are three blocks east of 131 on the side street uh, called Stafford. Okay. What do you say? We go around the radio dial. Been a couple of days since we've done that. Let's do that right now. Know our agency and the leadership. Really great experience to just come and mingle with other people in the Grand Rapids community who are interested in serving in the same way. Thank you for that. Put me down for pasta marion marinara. How's that? Yes, for, ma'am. Well, uh, lucky too. Again, She's got uh, a radio voice. We'll make sure you start on time, end on time, and uh, maybe shed a tear in between. Yes. Nicolette, what else would you like to share? You, Nicolette Driggs, Development Director. We are looking for sponsors for other events, not just our legacy. Ryan dinner. says, I don't like so how she said marinara. Yeah, she did say that weird. Sponsor or be involved in some of our other activities. org or call us at 877-673-6365. Again, our website is openthebible.org and our phone number is 1-877-OPEN-365. All right. Pastor Colin Smith, I'm Steve Hiller. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us next time. All right, Steve. Nice job. Nice job, Steve Hiller. This program is a listener-supported production of Open the Bible. All right. When are you going to start living for Christ? Three clocks are ticking. Discover well, oh, what each no. has to say about how you spend your time. That's next time. We saw a Rwandan genocide between tribal parties where almost a million people... A lot of heavy shit going on on the radio today. Fucking hey. Did you ever We've see that film Iran, Blood Diamond? War, the controversial oh my Iran, God, the Vietnam scene where they're cutting off the kids' arms. In more recent time. Uh, Ryan writes, uh, Vocal Fry. Now some are combining nose talking with Vocal Fry. It's disgusting. I don't know what I hate more. Nose talking has really started to happen a lot. I know Jana from GRD does some nose talking. And then the chick on 95.7, um, uh, her name is Laura. She's a horrible, the worst nose talker. I want to Really bad. Touched. 
This is fucking great. directions you'll always find your favorite music right here we're the lakeshore's best variety of the, the 80s fuck? 90s and today sunny 92.5 oh, no you can't you can't come out of beat it with that oh fuck me You gotta like be bouncing off the walls. Maybe uh, you know, caller number five gets a couple movie passes or some shit. The Q ninety four five. Oh, I don't like the station. But I love this song. Nasal passages every single Navage. night. My wife says my snoring has gone way down. God, I want to try this. be gone, unquote. Navage. Baby, oh, more black growth. On the scene. I can give you what you want, but you got to go home to me. I've got some good old loving and I got some more in store. When I get to home with enough, you got to come back for more. Oh, 
Cause a mama, I'm showered the hell now, yes, around. So mama, I'm sure the hand now is around. Yeah. Jimmy's right. This is a cover song. Like they're just holding it all in. Like somehow, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is Ace and TJ else. with Kelly. So they're repressing something from childhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're just too calm. How do you do that? My dad was always really calm, though. It's funny because, like, I I grew up. I I still I suspect no free beer in here. Less now than I used to, but I used to get so pissed, like, over everything. And uh, you know, I'd yell at the dogs, I'd yell at the kids, whatever. I mean, I'll yell at anybody if I'm in the right mood for yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I don't take it to work, but people who are close to me, they, you know. They're, Ryan they're the says like, he's busy know. getting high and, uh, with his teenage wife. always calm. He worked a million hours a week, and he was, you know, just busting his ass, and he was always just way down here and just, okay, well, let's uh, take care of that then. You kind know of, I mean? um, he was just always, wrap your mind oh, around the pacing mild, of this man, like, man, and how slow it is. Like yeah. You. yeah, could you, raise, you your, raise your voice and make me feel loved? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, free beer's there. Like, free beer's there. I remember one, one or two times that he yelled at me. Yeah. yeah. Like when I really did stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, all right. My issue is that I'm very Where did that much go? by whatever the mood in the room is. What is Agreed. this? Are they so sitting around talking the about their fucking feelings? And everything's great. Then I'm like, cool, this is mm. great. This is a good day. But if I walk in and everybody is, you know, people are, are pissed they at somebody. They are literally talking about their fucking the feelings. Of the room. I'm a, yeah, I think I'm a mirror like that. Yeah. And that's been difficult yes. to, to try and <laughs> fix. 1-800-947-3979. You can call or text. On the way. These are trends that used to be Boy, a thing. Boy, this just fucking... And then they just quietly... Nosedive. Disappeared. We'll see if you can think of any Things next. that were a it thing. the Free Beer and Hobbing Show. Yeah, hey, coming up next, we're going to do things that were a thing, but they just quietly disappeared. Wow. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Atari. Ha ha. Rubik's Cube. No, that's still here. AIDS. Belly fat reduces your free- uh, your show. Belly grows the harder it is to drop, mostly because of the decrease. Oh, I love I love the way these. I don't know who this is, but I love this. Is this uh, Lady A or Lady Antebellum? Fucking love it. Oh, big 101.3. better with work than these greatest hits. West Michigan's big 101.3. The fun hits you know. Heard it from oh. a friend who. Heard it from a friend who. Heard it from another you've been messing around. They say they're my boy, boyfriend. 
And so here Pilate is faced with Jesus. And I want you to notice the voices that confronted Pilate on that day. First of all, there was what I want to call the voice of reason. Look, if you will, in verse 18. The Bible says to Pilate, for he knew that for I'm going to go to hell. They had delivered him. On the set may not have properly Mojo. Maybe there was live ammo on set, so it's a big blame game still. Talking about uh, the fucking guy shot some dude in the movie. What the fuck was that one? Brian Adams, are you kidding me? I'd do anything, whatever. Uh, the one who was big on lockdowns, uh, harassing her people. Putin's uh, right wing uh, festival. Freedom. She's stepping down out of nowhere. Al Gore, unhinged like a hanging chad in dust. This is the show CEO that I, I'll Davos be the producer for for $30 an hour. A jab. By the way, I got him up to 14. I said $25 an hour, but since I have to work with Putin, it's $30 an hour. And he went from 12 to 13, and then he went from 13 to 14. I said, you're almost halfway there. Keep at it. Around the Dial brought to you by no one. If you'd like to sponsor Around the Radio Dial, uh, by all means, get a hold of me. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. All right. In my neck of the woods, what Kalamazoo, it's not far from here. Uh, The cops evacuated everybody. Um... There was concern that there was some guy, um, I don't know if they thought he was Al-Qaeda or what, with an explosive uh, vest. He was running around downtown Kalamazoo. (coughs) Excuse me. So, called the cops. They evacuated everybody. Reported seeing a suspicious device on a man prompting evacuations in downtown Kalamazoo. News 8's David Horak in our Kalamazoo studio with an update from police tonight. David. Michelle and Brian, police say that it turns out that that suspicious device is believed to be a weighted workout vest. Now, someone called 911 this morning to report a man who was wearing a suspicious looking vest that looked like it was carrying explosives. But at the time, so at that time, police evacuated people in the area of South Street near Burdick. An investigation found it was actually just the man who was exercising. Okay. Look at this fucking thing. It looks like there's a bomb in there. What what stupid fuck would run around goddamn downtown community? Where, it doesn't matter where. And uh, wearing this stupid thing because his workout just isn't good enough. He needs to add a weighted vest to it. What an asshole. While 
wearing that weighted workout vest. KDPS posted this picture on Facebook to show folks that this is what the vest looks like. And people were allowed back in those buildings just after 1130. Lavender Kalamazoo Studio, David Horak, News 8. Oh, yeah, I, I would have I would have done the same thing if I saw somebody running around with that. You know, can you imagine if it was actually like an Arab dude? who had actually like a, one of those headdresses on or whatever the fuck it is as he's running around and he's listening to like his favorite Arab music and the song is called Allah Akbar as he's as he's running around with his stupid weighted vest. Holy shit. Yeah, they should have just... Sh- I'm surprised he didn't get shot. If you're running around with a weighted vest like that and you don't think that... Uh, that can look be thought to be a uh, a fucking explosive device. Then you're just an idiot, and you don't need, and you don't need to do that. Josh says the same CrossFit dickhead you'd see running around the block with medicine balls and boat anchors. Boat anchors. You're so right. I did CrossFit for like half a year. And that's, that's what you do. You, you put this big fucking weighted ball on your shoulder and go running down the street. And I remember thinking to myself, what the fuck am I doing? This is ridiculous. Uh, there's eighth day gym, downtown Grand Rapids. If you want to be a CrossFit dickhead, that's where you go. Now, make no mistake. You will be in the best shape of your life. Everyone there is in incredible shape and but you have to be careful because the women there are so strong that if you have a love interest and you start to have sex with a person who does crossfit and you put your ding dong in there and then at the key moment she's gonna uh uh what do you call it contract her uh, kegel muscles and it's gonna virtually rip your dick off you got to be very careful with these women because every every muscle in their body is uh, is incredibly powerful. You know, uh, it, it's it's bizarre, and even ugly chicks in CrossFit have great bodies. They're all butterfaces. You know, uh, great body, butterface is ugly. Uh, Tyler says, "Think of it like a dick guillotine." <laughs> When you're having sex with CrossFit chick. Uh, Aram says that was when I was trying to be the best at exercising. It's true. But, you know, I could never do the pull-ups. The stupid kipping pull-ups. And it got to be a pain in the ass. God, fucking enough. Weighted vest. What are you hoping to do there? Jesus. So they ended up evacuating everybody. Holy shit. Place is going to blow up. And then they they didn't say that they found the guy because the dickhead probably wound up uh, running. He had no idea. How'd you like to be the guy who was um, running around in downtown Kalamazoo with a weighted vest? And, uh, and, And then you hear on the news later in the day that that happened. You're like, oh my God, was that me? CrossFit Kalamazoo opens at 4 p.m. All right. 
If they were open right now, I'd call. All right. Story of uh, NHL hockey player, a goalie who is uh, has filed for bankruptcy. This is just ridiculous. Uh, Robin Leonard is a goalie for the Vegas Knights. He's not very good with his money. He's not playing at all this year because he has an injury. He's recovering. But he when he when he plays is pretty good. But the guy can't keep his money. Now, he's making 6 million dollars this year and despite earning uh well, uh, I think he's earned upwards of $30 million in his NHL career. Yeah, career earnings of $30 million. In not that long of an amount of time, and his base salary this season is $6.5 million. Despite that, this dumb fuck has uh, liabilities of $50 million. He spent every fucking penny he's earned, and then some. So now... He's filed bankruptcy. Is that not disgusting? Here you and I are trying to uh, make ends meet. We can't even rub two fucking nickels together. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's a grind. Most people are in that, in that boat. And this cock uh, uses his NHL skill to earn that much fucking money. And he blows every penny on it, of it. Uh, this perfect example of how he blows all his money he decided to invest in a fucking snake farm god this story has so many twists and turns to it that's right a snake farm he purchased the snakes from a world-renowned breeder and then shortly after he bought the snakes see he would call up the breeder and see so he gets the snakes and they're they're rare and so Um, he wants to breed his own snakes. So he gets them from the world-renowned breeder. He spends uh, a ton of money. He drops $200,000 on his first payment for the snakes. Okay? Uh, And then he calls the guy back and, uh, hey, I need need to uh, send you more money and I need more snakes and I need some info on, on these current snakes that I have for my own snake farm. And they say, well, you can't. You can't talk to him. Why? Because he's dead. What? Yeah, his his wife murdered him. What? The guy he bought the snakes from was involved in a love triangle, and the wife and the wife's boyfriend killed the dude who owned the who owned the snake farm that he sold that sold him the fucking snakes. What? Yes. Uh world-renowned breeder was murdered just a few months after the sale leonard a two-time jennings trophy winner and his wife filed for chapter seven bankruptcy (coughs) in nevada the filing includes liabilities of up to 50 million and lists the nhl and the vegas golden knights as interested parties according to the new york post leonard owns the goalie owns rl exotics llc which operates a reptile farm in missouri the reptile operations assets were valued between one million and ten million, including three paid employees. 
Uh, the 2018-19 Masterton Trophy winner reportedly wound up in this financial buying after buying a collection of exotic snakes from breeder Ben Renick. The deal was for $1.2 million for all these fucking snakes. Leonard made an additional payment of $200,000. You know, I've heard about uh, uh, people with a lot of money being convinced to invest into stupid shit. I think Ted Nugent did that. Uh, didn't he buy like a Ted? I think he bought a mink farm. All right. I don't see anything about it. Maybe he didn't. Or was it alpacas? He bought something fucked up. Yeah. Make all your money in alpacas or minks. Um, he only made the initial payment on the snakes. Leonard faced a lawsuit after having stopped payments. During this time, the Swedish goalie, who was open about his struggles with addiction and mental health, eh, all right, uh, left a game with a panic attack. So he's not, all right, might not be stupid. No, he's probably stupid. So stupid, rich, uh, an addict with mental health, with mental health issues. That's a bad recipe tell you what you know you blow all your money now that's gonna leave you to have a panic attack shit if you're 50 million in the fucking hole how are you supposed to perform as a goalie uh leonard countersued he claimed that the snakes began breeding amongst one another in an unsupervised uncontrolled manner he said that he was out millions caring for the snakes and that their breeding caused them to lose value what the fuck did you expect him to do? The year after the sale, Rennick was murdered by his wife and her ex-boyfriend. The case even appeared on an episode of Dateline. Uh, Rennick's wife, the snake dude's wife, is serving 16 years for her role in it. Uh, Renner has not played a single minute this season because he needed hip surgery. Wow. Uh, bad news. In his absence this year... The, Go the Golden Knights have found superb goalie work from rookie Logan Thompson. They're currently in first place in the Pacific Division. Uh, yeah, enjoy your $60,000 a year in the American Hockey League, Robin Leonard. God, that's rough. So I don't know how bankruptcy works, but is it as simple as you just file it and suddenly all your debt goes away? How does how is that fair? Jesus. Well, anyway, dumbass isn't good with his money. Fifty million in the hole. That is rough. All right. Hire me on Cameo, cameo.com slash Eric Zane. I want to do a cameo for you. They're just 15 bucks, 15.99, and it's been way too long. Got somebody celebrating a birthday, maybe workplace achievement, education achievement. Young or old, you name it. I want to do a cameo for you. cameo.com/ericzing. Dirt cheap and the best on cameo. Frank Fuss, my policy shop insurance. 616-914-4070 no matter where you are in the u.s with the exception of alaska hawaii maine south carolina if you have any insurance needs reach out to frank he's an expert in all things insurance 
He's helped me navigate healthcare.gov, and he can help you too. Whether you are self-employed, your employer does not offer insurance, or you are in between jobs, healthcare.gov is what you need to get your insurance. Have Frank help you, and his services are free. 616-914-4070. He's also the Medicare and Social Security expert. Absolutely phenomenal. I swear by Frank. Kent County Health Department. Accesskent.com slash health. Information on the WIC program, immunizations, personal health services. All there. Accesskent.com slash health. Advertise with Eric Zane. If you have a business and you want an audience to pay attention to what you do, reach out to me and I will come up with a marketing plan for you that you can afford. Eric at EricZaneShow.com for more information. Like my friends at Blue Frost IT. Online at BlueFrostIT.com, 616-285-50 for a quick fix or maybe an equipment up upgrade at your business. Small, medium, or large, Blue Frost IT can help you every step of the way. If you are in West Michigan, consider calling Blue Frost, 616-285-50. Finally, last in the lineup today, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. If you're in the market for a new home, get the mortgage before you start shopping it's a weird time to buy a house, but you can buy one, obviously. 231-332-6505. Reach out to Mario today, and he can help you get that mortgage. Whether it's your first mortgage, your 10th, or your refinancing to get some money out of your home to pay off a high-interest credit card, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage can help you. All right. Thank you, Ryan. For signing up with Twitch Prime, you're on a three-month streak. Good for you. Josh writes, he's a goalie. Of course he has mental health issues. Then he says, I say that as a goalie. You're not kidding. Um, Jared Coral, former Griffins goalie, was a fucking kook. Jimmy Howard, cuckoo, cuckoo. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the asshole of the day. Brought to you by TC Paintball. Yesterday's asshole of the day was the butthurt Al Michaels for being upset at people for uh, busting his balls about being shitty. We talked about guy stuff. The Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. We uh, talked to Kyle. We talked about CrossFit guy shutting down Kalamazoo. We talked about goalie Robin Leonard. <coughs> what the fuck else did we do? We went around the radio dial. But a good portion of our time was uh, spent talking about this guy. Uh, I think this is a two-time winner. George Santos is the asshole of the day. Fuck this guy. Holy shit. What a lunatic. My God. Someone kick his ass, please. That is my time on the Eric Zane Show podcast. You are all fantastic.
I will join you again on the Patreon bonus podcast a little later on. Till then, have a good one, folks. Thank you and goodbye.